in this chapter that we've been in, we have heard God condemn five things about Babylon, five categories of actions and attitudes that will spell disaster for them. Today, we hear instruction from God about what our response should be. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are diving into episode 143 today and praying through Habakkuk 2.20, one little verse, 2.20. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. And we have three verses today. The first is Exodus 3.5, and it says, Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Leviticus 19.14 says, You shall not curse a deaf man, nor place a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall revere your God. I am the Lord. And finally, Psalm 34.7, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. All right, three verses today. Can you tell what the theme of worship is this morning? We're talking about the idea of God's holiness, that we should be fearing Him. The fear of the Lord is a phrase that is used often in Scripture, and it's not just to be scared, although there's an element of that in there, but it's a holy reverence because of God's all-powerful nature, that that we are such small creatures, small meaning less powerful, less understanding, less knowledgeable, less all of the things that God is, although he values us like treasure. And so therefore, we should refere, be in awe of him. So that's what we're talking about today, kind of the fear of the Lord. And we'll jump right in. Those are the verses. We'll pray through them. Why don't you join me? Father, we come to you today with this recognition and this, I guess, just public statement of the fact that we are not as in any category as you are. We are not as wise. We are not as powerful. We are not as smart. We are not as loving. We are not as perfect. And you are all those things, perfect, loving, wise. You are holy, And you are all powerful and we recognize your power this morning, recognize that we should be living with a healthy fear of you. You told Moses, don't come near, remove your sandals because the place you're standing is holy ground. And it was holy because you stood there, because you were there. That's the only thing that made that area holy, where your presence is, is holy ground. And we should honor that in in a visible way, both internally and externally, by recognizing it and being willing to take our sandals off and recognize your presence and also in such a way that others might see it. You tell us that we should revere you because you are Lord. And we do that this morning. Publicly declare you worthy of our reverence, worthy of our worship. Your angel encamps around those who fear him and you rescue them. We want to be counted among those, Father. So I guess I would also ask in ways that we have not been in a holy reverence of you, in ways that we assume too much or forget in our hurrying to be counted your friend 
and your um, confidant isn't right the right word, but to be unfamiliar, intimate terms with you, forgive us for the moments when we forget that you are so far above us in so many ways, and that we, while that familiarity is desired by you, you also require our reverence, our fear, our recognition that you are God. You are our Lord. You are God. So we do that this morning, kind of publicly this morning. We start this way with this understanding. You are the Lord, and we are to fear and revere you. As we move forward through this next passage through Habakkuk 2.20, help me have the words that you want. Let this time be yours. Use it to change our hearts in the ways that each one of us needs to be changed. Whatever recognition that is today, Spirit, speak to us and find us attentive and willing and obedient. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, we move into one verse today, and technically, this verse is at the end of the woe that we prayed through in the last episode. So it's God condemns idolaters in the fifth woe, and then he says this. Often the end of books and chapters function both as an end to the passage, like the end of this woe, and also as the end of a section or a chapter, something like that. For example, in Psalms, there are several ends of chapters and verses within individual Psalms that are like the punctuation at the end of a sentence, but also they wrap up the paragraph. Not sure if that analogy is helpful or useful, but that's how I think about today's verse. It caps the fifth woe, but also this whole section. God's saying, I'm condemning these five things and I am actively present and do your reverence and respect and fear and worship. And now you see the connection to the worship section and the verses we had earlier. God says, I have the right to pronounce judgment and the will to follow it through. Another take on this is from Ronald Blue, who writes that for Habakkuk, the message was clear. God is not indifferent to, the, to sin. He is not insensitive to suffering. The Lord is neither inactive nor impervious. He is in control. In his perfect timing, Yahweh will accomplish his divine purpose. Habakkuk was to stand in humble silence, in hushed expectancy. <laughs> I was going to say that word, in hushed expectancy of God's intervention. And I think that's a perfect introduction to this verse. So here's how it reads. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent in his presence. Let's pray. Father, you ask us, well, you don't ask us, you instruct us in this verse in a couple of ways. You tell us that you are there. And in these woes that we've been reading, you tell us that you are condemning Babylon and all those that Babylon represents, these actions, this pride, this idolatry, this taking advantage of others, oppressing others, these things that Babylon was doing, the ways that they were actively dealing with their neighbors in conquest, that these are condemned and that you will not let them stand forever, but that you are in your temple, meaning you are active here. <laughs> You're in control. I guess that's the right way to say this, that you are in control and that we should stand in that hushed expectation and trust because you will act. You will follow through on what you have promised. 
you've said that you condemn these things and that they will pay and that they and they did. Now we looking back on Babylon, we see that they did pay. They were wiped out. That all the things that you said would come to pass did come to pass. But looking back on that in hindsight is easier than standing in that place where it feels like evil is winning. And there's probably many ways that we feel like that in our own lives as well. We look around and we see evil winning. My heart was so heavy this weekend over what's happening in Afghanistan, over an evil Babylon-like organization coming back to power. There will be oppression. There will be all of the things. There will be violence against people. There will be um, oppression of those who are most vulnerable. There will be taking advantage of people. And my heart was heavy because they're winning right now. That's winning over there. And it's going to continue. You promise us that that's not the last word. You promise us that you will act in due time and that people will be called to account for their actions, whether they were part of nation states, part of organizations, or whether it's individually when we're dealing with our neighbors or our children or our friends or our family. We will be held accountable for our actions, and you will judge righteously. So right now, you ask us to stand in hushed expectancy of your move. As we do that, the way we do that, the way we can do that, is because we can trust in who you are. We can trust in your promises. So grow that in us, in all the ways that we look around and we feel like we need to jump in and we need to save and we need to change something and we need to do all the things. And if you call us to do those things, give us the obedience to do them. But help us understand also that we can trust in you, that we should move in accordance with your spirit because you promise that you'll handle it, that you have it under control. Certainly, if you ask us, we should move. But if you are not calling us to action, then call us to trust. There is evil in the world. There is evil winning today. But these verses start with the words, but the Lord, but God. For all of those situations where we look around and we see things not according to your standards, living according to uh, the goodness of God, living according to the ways that you have called us to interact in unity, in love, in helping those who are hurting, in compassion, in grace, in mercy, in justice, for those situations where those things are not winning or not evident in our lives and in our cultures, pray that we would stand in those words, but God. But God will call that to account. But God will move in his perfect timing. But God is in control. Help us live that out in our daily lives this week in ways that maybe we haven't before. Help us be active in it. And not just understanding that, I, that, that those words can come out of our mouths so easily. Help us be walking in it this week. In Jesus' name, amen. That f- finishes out chapter two. So we'll be back on Wednesday if you are here on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, either live or uh, on the replay. We'll be back on Wednesday at 10 o'clock and we will start chapter three 
of this short book. I hope you found this helpful. And if you do come back on Wednesday, share it with a friend, bring them with you. If you're listening (laughs) on the podcast version of the show, thank you so much for being here on that medium. We appreciate that and ask you to do the same. Share it with a friend if you find it helpful and if you think they would find it helpful also. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. And my heart is that as we do this, as we step into this prayer time together every every couple of days, that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that we would see God answer in mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you would fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.